Hey everyone, it's Joel again, founder of the Moonlighters Club here to start your episode off right with some background. So on this episode, this is the final episode. I think this is the last interview that I held at the Boston Public Library before I moved to D.C. Um, Yeah, this is the last one I had with video and audio because they supply it for free as well as screen screens and all kinds of stuff, lights. And after this one, I moved to, I think actually after this episode, I went to Kenya for a wedding, moved to D.C. and kind of went silent for a few months. So uh, this was the ending of an era, I guess, the beginning of a new one. And with this, I interviewed um, a friend of mine, Steve Hopkins. I went to Suffolk University with him, and then he left Suffolk um, to pursue his passions in uh, architecture and or an architectural design, if I said that correctly. So on this episode, we talk about his clothing line, his 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 passions for design, why it's important to him, the work that goes into his brand, how he juggles it, being a full-time student working at an architecture firm, and what we've just been up to. So I hope you enjoy it. This was a fun one. It was a good one. It was a sad one because this was it for me in Boston, a city I hold dear. I grew up in and lived in for a while as an adult before I headed off to D.C. But, um, yeah, I hope you're able to find it. For all my fashion folks, this would be a good one for you. And for people who are just, you know, in the mood for a good story and some inspiration, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Well, welcome back to Moonlighters Club. I'm here with pretty special guest, man. Like, well, actually, I feel like most of the people I've interviewed, I know through some capacity outside of this. But uh, what up, Stevie? How's it going, bro? Chilling, man. How you been? Uh, good, man. Good. Always a pleasure to see you, man. Glad to see you doing well. Yeah, you too, um, man. You too. Yeah, life is good, man. Just like finishing up a lot of stuff. Always moving. Yeah. Good. Uh, for those of you watching, Stevie's part of the club of people I went to Suffolk University with who are in the entrepreneurship program. And we are one of the, this is going to sound stupid, but we're on this select few who actually wanted to be entrepreneurs. And <laughs> it's weird, man. You have a lot of kids who go there who do want to start a business. You have people who want to probably buy businesses or some people who just went there to work. And I feel like there were about six of us who were like, nah, man, we're just going to like do our own thing at some point in some capacity. So uh, I actually been following you on IG for a minute. Like actually, what is this, 2014? 2013, um, <laughs> you were one of the few people I knew who was like IG heavy. Like everyone yeah, else was yeah. still like, I think Snap was like new. Uh-huh. That's when Facebook was still being used. That's when, you know, like YouTube and stuff. You were one of the few people who had like thousands of followers that I knew about locally. Yeah, I, I credit so much of like even the ability to believe in myself to IG. Yeah. Like to... And, and you know it's 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 really an amazing tool to be able to like see something and have a direct result afterwards. Like, all right, you know, we spent all this time on this campaign. We're gonna make this thing. Uh, you know, we do a photo shoot, whatever, with this idea. Immediately, you get feedback. You know, like right. two seconds right. later, and it's like so it's such a valuable thing. I think I think now it's like I have a joke with my friends. It's like the Instagram like purge thing going on right now. Yeah, like, yeah. Numbers have been down. The insights haven't been what they used to be. Like, obviously, when they changed the algorithm like a year ago or so. Um, <clears throat> to make like really popular accounts higher up on on a feed, yeah, kind of sucks. 
but I do appreciate like you know the live feature and like things like that. Like, right. Like these are these are all like super cool things um, that I, not you know I, I really credit a lot of um, success to, to IG. And you know, uh, and getting into what you do, one thing I. Uh, why I don't complain about any time a company is like, yo, we're going to change this up so people can't hack this anymore is it's easy to be really pretty or really just like popular and, and just post something and everyone's going to like it. That's just how it is, man. If I see someone, a celebrity post anything, I'm probably going to be like, yeah, I want to see what Will Smith ate. And yeah, I'm going to give yeah. that more likes or whatever, beautiful woman more likes than someone who's just doing normal stuff. Uh -huh. However, whenever I see someone who's engaging, whenever I see someone do something really innovative or an ad or uh, like a clothing ad that isn't just a piece of clothing, that's something else, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm gonna comment, I'm gonna follow, I'm gonna see what their website looks like, I may spend some money here. And that's what I think is gonna happen. Like you always weed out the cheaters at some point, uh -huh. man. Like everyone's always trying to finesse the system until you weed a wall and now we're at the wall. Yeah. And I feel like everyone who knows how to actually grind will get past it. That's true. That's so true. with that said, Explain your, yeah, it is. Well, at one point it was a moonlighting venture. Explain your venture. Okay, um, I'll go. I'll go sort of like a little bit of history about myself and and uh, sort of the origin of this whole thing. Yeah. So when I met you, I was working on uh, Metropolitan Society, um, the online magazine, which basically was uh, me doing interviews with like artists, architects, uh, designers, and stuff like that around Boston and throughout the world, really. Um, and you know. I just had an interest in design. Like, I really loved it, and I wanted to find a way to, like, you know, make money at it <clears throat> and make it a career path, but I wasn't in design school, obviously. Yeah. So I was like, you know, after two years of Suffolk, I said, fuck it. I'm going to go, like, learn how to actually design shit and stop, like, hearing about other people designing shit yeah. and uh, went and did that. So this part holds sort of, like, my transition from, you know, at the same time. It was basically the same sort of uh, thing that happened was, like, okay, instead of, like, producing this magazine, which we ended up, we did design and laid out the whole thing. And like the dimensions of the magazine were like, you know, uh, specific to what we, we made it. Like, you know, we designed this this object. What, explain the work you put into Metro, because I remember that process. Yeah, bro. yeah like, it was a fucking lot, dude. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. Like, um, you know, we we literally went from like a photo blog thing. Yep. Where we would just go to New York and take street style pictures of people. And this was like, you know, during the Tumblr era, like when that shit was like really popular. Yeah. Um, to, you know, publishing a print, magazine with interviews with you know like the current dean at uh cooper union which is like you know one of the best architecture schools in the world um he has an office here uh called nada which was uh like four years ago ranked as like the number one architecture uh firm in the u.s wow so like okay. We, okay. but like you know i was like 18 doing this interview way over my head right I took a design course in my life yeah, so i'm like yeah. sitting there and like you know, the whole firm's like looking at this guy because he's only in the office like once every two weeks. So like they have all they all have questions. There's 30 fucking people waiting to talk to this guy. And it's like me and Jerry like fumbling with an SD card, like trying to like ask this guy questions. <laughs> you know? So like, you know, it started from from things like that. Just putting myself in, a, in those kind of positions where it's like, I don't even know how I got here. I probably don't deserve to be here. But we're, we somehow we finesse our way in and we're going to like try to make the most of it, you know. And ultimately, the result of that was a print, a print publication with um a variety of artists that were all kind of curated by me. It was like, yeah. you know, how can we, how can we each have these people tell their story and, and, you know, create a, a brand behind that. So then people can be like, Oh, I know what I'm getting when I see this magazine, you know, how and, would you find the people? Would you just go online and just, yeah, yeah, yeah literally yeah. just research, you know, like I've, I've kind of just been a super geek about design and architecture and art and like all of this sort of like culture yeah. mixing pot. And, and I think now it's like got, become like a lot more popular in, in, um, you know, sort of mainstream media. But like back then it was kind of like you had to do some digging. Um, and it was just like all the shit I thought was cool, you know, like the photographer that did all the easy season shoots and shit. Yeah. Her work is actually really amazing. And, uh, I was like, fuck it. We're going to reach out. And 
not everyone like it was basically like okay how do i find the popular person and then the sort of person that like they look at for inspiration you know okay like, no one knows jackie nickerson's fo- photography but if you know kanye you, you've always see, obviously seen all the easy season shit you know the color palette you know like all, all the you've seen all the photos but you never knew it was her behind that yep. lens fully you know yeah she, she actually uh, a lot of the first stuff was from a, a trip that she took to africa <clears throat> um it was more of like a research development trip for her in her photography. So he saw those photos, got inspired, made clothes like sort of in lineage of the people that she was taking photos of. And then it became like easy season one, you know, so yeah. no one knows like that kind of shit. No one knows that backstory. But she was really like a, a pivotal in, in those sort of decisions, you know. Nice. And there's always that person behind however glamorous something is. It's always exactly like those people that really just have a vision and, and are like inspired by things. So that was kind of what it was about. It was about those kind of people. Yeah. And um, it's funny. I never gave a shit about stuff like that until I started trying to make my own business. Exactly. Because when you're making your own business, you, you learn what other people, the only thing that people see, they'll yep. see your name, your logo, the end product, but you know about all the marketing research you did, you know, all the surveys you passed uh-huh. out, you understand uh-huh. that. So now when I look at everything from a new rap album to uh, literally a shirt, I'm like, okay, like how they come up with the concept of that, how they design the concept, how they get it to production, all this stuff. And you just start to realize it. So sorry, I didn't mean to intrude. So you start making this print. Uh, How many did you make? Uh, We made about 100. Okay. Um, We made about 100. Sold sold a lot of them. I ended up slinging a bunch of free ones to people too because I figured it'd be our first issue and then like we'd go another one from there. Tough business to get into. Um, Basically broke even, which I was actually proud of. Cool, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, Like with print, especially like now, it's like, how do you get someone to buy a fucking magazine? You have to you have to make a beautiful object. That's the yes. only way to do it. So that's kind of what we were we were doing. Um, really, just designing this thing. I spent a year developing that thing. Um, and you know, I didn't do it for money or anything. It was just literally just for for, for like it just needed to come out of us. I'm pissed. I never got to you see know? it because I remember you talking I about. Okay, I remember you talking about this. I remember yeah. you saying I, I want to make a, a magazine, but it wasn't about the magazine. You were literally like, no, it has to be these exact dimensions. And yeah, at the time yeah. I was like, what? Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like, you know, you look at like Wired or whatever and like, or GQ or some shit and every, it's, you know, this floppy thing. But this was more of like, a, I don't know. So I want it to be precious. I want it to be an object that people like will look back at, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, and it'll sort of like still still be relevant, still stay with you yeah. and still be something you can reference, you know? that That's the ultimate thing. You know, when I go to school at, at architecture, uh, my, my architecture school, I go in the library and I see books from, you know, 30, 40 years ago and I still pull references and ideas from these things today and yeah. i will you know 50 years from now so i wanted to make something that could be like that powerful nice know? so you started doing metro you started <clears throat> doing the print um and i remember you left savik to go to learn about design uh-huh. when you're doing this do you once you break even are you thinking of doing something else do you want to continue with metro like how does what's happening in your mind to say uh-huh. hmm, i'm gonna maybe jump into some other area yeah you know like um i i had like sort of did that thing and i was like all right you know I like writing and I like doing interviews and hearing about stories, but I really just want to design. And okay. I, I always had this wall because I never grew up like having any idea that I could ever actually do that. You know, like yeah. no one in my family is a designer. You know, the closest thing to an architect is uh, my uncle who is like a steel worker, you know, yeah. like so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. construction, <laughs> construction people. You know? Yeah. So um, for me to like, take that and like sort of take that risk it was kind of hard for me and I, you know i didn't want to like disappoint anyone if i'm if i'm you know living in my parents house i want to make sure i'm like making the right decisions um so i said fuck it i'm doing it and they always supported me and gave yeah. me you know um whatever i needed and you know bac is a very like um it's a fucking work house bro like people go there and just grind like it's there's a lot of people that don't have big ideas but will learn how to like the skill set to like be workers um, which is obviously valuable and needs to ha- exist. Yeah. Um, 
And it takes a shit ton of work to be able to say you can be an architect generally, no matter even if you have like your own practice, but just to like work in a, another company. Um, it takes a really like large amount of effort, you know, really? just to just to have. Yeah, just to have the skill set. And like, um, you know, you go to business school, you can kind of you can be like you can learn how to be like business savvy pretty quickly. But here to like really understand dimensions of things, materials like uh, codes, um, life safety issues, you know, like, there's a million, a uh, fucking million things you have to like think about when you're making a space yeah. that actually could work. Yeah. So uh, I had always wanted to turn to a place where I didn't need to think about all the like the other shit, yeah, <laughs> all yeah, the other yeah. shit, and, like sort of just express ideas, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of how this thing developed. It was like, okay, I can still design my own shit. Um, but I can tell a story behind it that doesn't have anything to do with the client. You know, the client is who I choose is my client. You know, it's me. Yeah. So this is more of a storytelling thing than anything else, you know, in the same way the book was like saying it by words. Maybe yeah. this is saying it by objects. Okay. Um, so you start thinking of it. How do you come up with the name part whole? Um, so it was actually just something that I frequently saw in, in like design books, you know, um, this like sort of this part to whole relationship of things. And, you know, a lot of it was my, I, I took a trip to Paris like two and a half years ago when I first started this thing. And I saw the details on the buildings and like these, you know, really intricate like lines that are like in the doorway. And I'd be like looking at the fucking ground and like these little like crevices of like buildings for like, you know, 10 minutes. And I'm like investigating this shit. I'm like, wow, this thing is made with the same design intent as a larger scale like plan of a city or like whatever. You know, it yeah. was a sort of this like you zoom into this one detail and it's still thought about just as much in these tiny dimensions as you zoom out to the all of Paris and see, you know, like uh, these amazing avenues and, uh, you know, whatever. And like the, the, the way those lines work, you know, so that's kind of how it was. I would check your uh, uh, I remember following Metro and then following your IG stuff. And I would just find myself liking all your stuff because I didn't want to be not cool. So you <laughs> take a picture of like a structure or something and you'd have a comment and all these people like, yeah, man, it's cool. I'm like, yeah, man, this is dumb. I saw that too. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, you know, like I, I never wanted to be, you know, this is where like the line between like, uh, like brand and business and like artistry sort of like is blurred for me. You know, like I can run around my, like you've probably seen my personal IG. It's all these like random little like details and things of buildings that like probably most people don't even understand what the fuck I'm talking about or like what, what I even see in it. Like my friends always make fun of me because I take pictures of like trash and shit on the ground, but it's the way the, uh, the sort of like um, images is like cropped and like where where this composition is made from that makes the thing cool to me. Yeah. You know? Materials speak for themselves. Like if you look at like the, the history of modern art or contemporary art, even, you know, people th throw random shit in galleries all the time and people yeah. are like, oh, what is that? It's not yeah. even art. But sometimes it's not about like what the thing is. It's about like what this object meant uh, at that time or mm. like what can be implied by like the texture of this thing. You know, like there's a million ways to look at stuff. So um, it's almost the same way you know, you say like you look at people who actually own businesses and then you're like, oh, wow, there's like this whole massive thing that was behind like pushing this product out that were like, you know, the a million iterations of the thing that didn't work. Yeah. You know, you think about that. It's the same way I look at like a piece of artwork. It's like, oh, there's a million lines that they didn't draw that could have been there instead yeah. of this one, you know. Um, so for me, like those little photos I take on my, my IG are like my notation devices, my little like my sketchbook kind of, you know. Yeah. And a lot of those Metro photos were that also, you know, it's like, oh, well, I never like thought of making this building cantilever out this way or making the space do this or having light shine like this. You yeah. Know? So those were actually just like little moments of like, oh, I need to remember that next time I design something. Boom. Then you would do it. Yeah. So you said it took you a while to get the book coming because you needed everything specific. I know how you are when it comes to design. So in terms of the clothes. What were the first things you did to kind of get that going? Because this always interests me. I don't know much about manufacturing. Oh. 
And then how long did it take you to decide on a name, decide on the brand? You know what I mean? Uh-huh, so like, how, what do you, what even, once you realize, okay, I want to make clothes, how do you even get started? Uh-huh. So I am, I am just as much as like a, of, of, a, of a work, like work speaks to me. Like I want people to fucking do shit. Like I'm yeah. on the move, you know? Uh-huh. So like for me, once I have an idea, it's like, if I don't capture it in this moment, it's never going to exist because okay. I'm, it's, this is here. The energy's here. I got to fucking do it. Um, I sort of had this moment, uh, you know, in like January or two years, like 2017 or so, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to make a t-shirt. I'm going to make a fucking t-shirt and I'm going to make six t-shirts after that and I'm going to just keep doing it. So basically I was in Paris and I was like, all right, I, I've been looking at this way of seeing like this part to whole relationship of things for a while because of architecture school. Yeah. And I was like, okay, how can I put this into like a tangible thing that, you know, I can, I can, I can, you know, some, some kid can buy from wherever for like 40 bucks or like, you know, 60 bucks. Um, and be a part of this thing and, and hopefully they'll look at it and like see the world a little differently. You know, how can I do, how can yeah. I do that? Um, so I was in the Louvre and like some of the like art galleries there and I was like zooming in on these like details of hands uh, and like these like gestural things from like a lot of the Baroque uh, era of paintings and sculptures. And I was like, wow, like this, this is massive, beautiful sculpture. But if you just look at these hands that are like holding each other or like one's like really like uh, aggressive, the other one's sort of like, you know, calming, whatever. I was like, yeah. you can you can understand this whole piece just by looking at one little part of this entire sculpture, you know? Yeah. So I started taking these little pictures of sculptures and like cropped moments of, of them and yep. just printing them on tees. Um, and that was sort of like my first line. It was called Hands of Man. Okay. Um, and that was like, okay, I had an idea or, or a way of seeing basically. Yeah. And I'm going to put that into uh, some sort of, <clears throat> you know, visual thing a picture it happened to be and then we're just going to put it on a shirt and like that will hopefully tell a story that's the first way of t- telling a story now it's way different you know like we have different fabrics i have different dyeing techniques like things are way more like it like in depth but it was like all right you know what? i'm just going to push these out there if people buy it they buy it if they don't fuck it so you even so the t-shirt was like uh like a regular because i only knew this having to do t-shirt myself so it was like a regular blend t-shirt you're like let me just get it out i'm not even gonna stress this yep let's just get it out and get see what out. happens find someone that can print around here cool um, okay you know i found someone in somerville that would just print shit and i i didn't even print it on the tees i printed it on a on a, a fabric piece of uh, a fabric sheet um had him print on that because i didn't want to buy a bunch of sizes of it and then have them not sell so yeah. i basically was like okay let me take the, the image of the reason why the shirt's interesting, put it like separately from the shirt yep, yep. and put it in this fabric. So then when I get an order, I'll just cut it and sew it myself and make it to uh, order. You know? Okay. okay. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to lose anybody other than, you know, I'll buy the shirt when they buy my shirt. And I, all I did was pay for the print and the fabric that the prints were on, you know? So what was the reception like? It was dope. It was great. I mean, like, it's what made me continue to keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, if I probably wouldn't be here anymore. Uh, no, it was awesome, man. You know, like, um, people 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 supported me man like i realized something like when you just put something in the world that you really care about like people will kind of sur- like surround you and support you if yeah if like you can see when work when work is is like there's something behind it you know it's very noticeable so like all my friends supported me all the people around me people i never knew you know i started shipping shit to like europe you know like a couple days later and this is from ig bro like my biggest my marketing scheme was like putting a picture on instagram that i took in my mom's backyard you know wow. um and people hitting you up like y'all want that yeah yeah i just made a store on squarespace like it's it's just a very basic like simple things of like how do i sell some shit google it there's the answer do it <laughs> you know so, so how do you go from one t-shirt to multiple items you get one t-shirt uh-huh. are you now saying okay i want to make six shirts let me just make the design a ton of designs first and then just print them all out in mass? Or are you more selective, kind of boutique style? Like, nah, I'm gonna come up with four things for the month. 
I'll figure out what the four things are, and then I'll just then I'll just make them. Yeah, yeah. I have a hundred ideas I've thrown away. You know, like okay. it's definitely definitely that. And and you know, this is only one part of it. Like the photography and the way uh, we display things is also a very important thing. You know, yeah. because. I feel the photos themselves and the editorials and the lookbooks are actually saying just as much as these are. You just don't have to buy it. You know, this is sort of my free, like, this is my artwork also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's to the world and you get, and anyone can look at it and hopefully take some like inspiration or feeling from it, you know? So like the, the first lookbook we did for the hands of man stuff, I had my boy Rudney, who is like a rapper from, uh, from every, like just a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, had him come through. We made a little fake set in my backyard. Okay. Uh, with like some sheets and like drapery shit from my, my house. You yeah. Know? My boy was holding an umbrella to the sun. So we got like a distilled light and we just took photos there. And then uh, I took my photos that I took in Paris, sort of laid out a lookbook from it, you know, the same way I would lay up the, the magazine, you know. Uh, and then I just sh shot it around to a bunch of, uh, you know, websites and, and blogs and shit like that. And we ended up getting some decent like reviews. So nice. Was, like, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like high snobiety, I don't know if you know. Yeah, oh, I know high snobiety. Yeah. yeah, we got on high snobiety. Um, I try to be, I try to stay hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit genius, a little bit of the uh, end. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, That's cool. So yeah, I mean, it was dope. I was like, I can't believe these photos are on, you know, this website I used to glorify as a kid. Yeah. Even though this is my mom's backyard with like her fucking bed sheets and uh, my, yeah. my boy from up the street. You know. That's awesome, man. <laughs> uh, it, it, that's what it's all about you know if you have a phone if you have like now things are framed things are on a phone everything okay. is framed everything's an image ah, if you can yeah. control that and you really know how to work it well like you can you can be anything so you're doing this full swing so you started a couple of years ago you're in class what's that like especially now that i'm hearing that you gotta like bust your ass at this school what's it like doing this in school it's intense dude like you gotta you gotta you gotta know that you gotta sacrifice shit you know like i haven't had a day off of working since Ever. I started, like, like, I've, you know, traveled to New York or whatever, and, like, my friends are going to go out or, like, we're going to, like, they're going to go, like, walk around Soho or some shit. I'll be in Starbucks on my laptop, like, doing shit. Obviously, I'll make time to, like, have fun and, like, network and, like, party and shit right. like that. But, like, you just got to be, I feel like if you spend a couple hours a day, every single day, it's sort of, sort of this repetition. It's the same thing as working out, bro. If you go to the gym every fucking day, you can't not get fit. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's impossible to not. So if you can control that, then, you, you know, you, you're okay. What do you find yourself doing uh, most of the time? Is it networking, reaching out to folks? Is it designing? Is it all kind of blend in? Or do you do you know that there's one thing that you do see yourself doing more often than not when it comes to working on this? That's a good question. Uh, you know, I actually, this is, this I, I do architecture more than I do this. And ah, I, yeah. I, I would prefer to do this more at, 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 at times, you know, but like, Architecture is super uh, iteration based. It's super intense. You got to keep doing it. And like you think you you, you did something, you know, two day, two hours later, you got to redo it again and again and again and again and again and again. So I feel like this repetition thing is like really important. And it's, I find myself doing that with the clothes too, you know, like I'll go to sleep after like doing a bunch of shit and be like, all right, I feel like this is in a good place. Wake up the next day and be like, nah, this is trash. Do it again. You know, yeah. and, and you got you to do it. You know, like these, these are all hand dyed. Uh, I did all these. This is originally like if you if you see the threading here, that's the original color of the shirt. Um, yeah. So these are all like I wanted them to be like, like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. there's a lot of control and like intention behind these things. So um, that's that's what it's all about. You know, I, I think um, there's a moment you have to step away from design, though. You know, this really important moment. What is that moment? Yeah. yeah. What, you know what I mean? Like yeah. how 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 for you? Yeah. How, how, when are you okay with going? Okay, this, this isn't it. When it when it literally fits the bill of what I thought it, it should, you know. Um, when I'm like, okay, this does it enough 
I'm done. I need to step away and like do my marketing now. How am I going to design the yeah. lookbook? You know, because you have to think about that just as much as you have to think about the product itself. Yeah. If not more, you know? Yeah. Like how do you, st- how, like that's my, my lifeline is selling these things. You know, if I can't breathe, how can I, how can I make more? You yeah. Know? Um, like you, if you spend too much time designing, it'll end up killing you because you can't do anything else. Man, does that yeah. drive you crazy? Like I, I like, this is definitely a totally different beast than this. Um, uh, and I find myself not really uh, like going crazy about the, the recording stuff, the audio stuff. I'm like, no, man, if the content is good, we'll go. But the other stuff, like social media, art, event planning coming up, making uh-huh. sure the wording. And I'll stare at emails and notifications for like hours. Like, man, I use the word to or whom. Shit. Uh, like, does the does that drive you crazy? The, the, the wanting things to be something a very specific way. Do you find yourself losing time with that? Or have you yeah. mastered it to a point now where you're able to, even if you do get frustrated, step away and go that's fine i'll come back it's hard it's it's really hard for me you know like i'm i'm sort of like erratic like i'm always like doing shit i'll be up at three in the morning like on a tuesday and like i'll be like oh, like dying shit you know yeah. like, all right i gotta chill dude. like i gotta chill like, i try to tell myself all the time like yo dude you gotta chill but like yeah. um so it's hard for me to step away from things but i think like once i kind of feel it i'm like all right this can do what the the objective was then it's kind of time to like put it down it it does it does kill me sometimes, but then I also think in my mind, I'm like, you know, this separates the worker from the, the the person in charge, the one who can step away and say, okay, we're done here. We're now it's time to like promote this the way, the way it should be. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where you need to be. And you know, I, I find like content, for example, you know, like things that are filmed really well are going to get people to respond no matter what, because they're like, oh, this is a beautiful image. I feel that, like I'm, I'm interested in just like what's happening. It could be literally anything. It could be a wine seller. It could be a fucking construction worker it could be it could be us right here but if it's filmed well and people are like wow these images are just almost like hypnotizing you're gonna you're gonna get people to look at your shit and pay attention so you were telling me something interesting uh before uh that you were working while you were still at school and doing this Mm -hmm. and what you told me was fucking crazy so i kind (laughs) of want you what was your normal this is in full swing school's in full swing and you're working a job architectural firm yeah so what was your schedule like when you were doing all of this at the same time? Something that I probably can never replicate. You know, like, when I, as I get older, I'm, the more, like, tired I become. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah, it's real. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like, then the firm the firm is small, you know, there's only three, four of us, and I had never worked in an architecture firm before in my life, so I'm like, anyone, anyone who's actually ever worked in this field knows that, like, the learning curve is really high. Like, you're gonna fuck up for a long time before you can actually, like, do something that's correct. Like, you don't just happen to know the building code of, Vermont or some shit like off the top of your head do you? Yeah. Of course not. Like <laughs> there's volumes of books that like tell you what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. So what are you doing at this firm at uh, um, when you first wearing a ton of hats, you know? Like oh, I'm cool. sort of like you know, I'll do website shit that's like super like marketing based and yeah. I'm like oh okay, I can redraw these like these bl- these plans and sections and stuff pretty easily because I have the skill sets in like, you know, 3D programming and Revit and things like that where that's okay. I don't even have to think about it. I can do it. Okay. But when I, when you know, maybe we get a response from the building we have going up in Lincoln, they're like, okay, um, all these doors are in the wrong place. Yeah, someone needs to fix fix this right now. You know, it's a 60-unit building. I got to go in, think about every square inch of where to adjust these things the right way in the just model. hearing that gives me so much anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, 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 <laughs> anxiety. Dude, I found myself, like, at the job site very often, too, which is sick. To see, to see something go from dirt to a building in front of your eyes it's fucking amazing like it's like the coolest shit ever you know yeah. like to see drawings that like you know my boss did while i was standing next to him to then see like the adjustment made in, in the field super fucking cool um 
it, to, to the scale that it is, it's, it's, it's amazing. But, you know, sometimes I'd be at these meetings alone, like he, my boss I had to go to another one. And they're asking me questions about like these like intricate details of like, you know, uh, soffits or like, you know, uh, things like this that I obviously don't know shit about because I have like no experience yeah. at all. Uh, and I have to answer the question. Like someone's got to answer the question. So, yeah, a lot of it's like, all right, let me think about this for like two seconds. What's what's going to happen if I say yes? What's going to happen if I say no? Make the best decision on the spot. A lot of these like spontaneous like decision making things, <clears throat> which ends up helping this at okay. the end of the day, you know, like um, anytime, uh, you know, you just I just I just always think back on like the times where I, I, I shouldn't have been in, in the shoes I was in. How do I like make sure I am in, in the right shoes you know? yeah. or, or how do I make the most of that opportunity, you know, yeah, um, for what it's worth. So run, run down that schedule you ran. Okay. Yeah, 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 sorry. No, no, that's, that's because um, one, it's not even, I don't, it's not even sounding like you can do stuff on the side with a job like architecture. Like I've always worked tech. So yeah, they're late days, but in reality it's more of like onboarding things like that. You can kind of contain it. This is something else, bro. Like yeah, this yeah. is when you have stakeholders that are building buildings, yeah. like you're dealing with a different type of customer than I'm dealing with. I'm yeah. dealing with someone who just bought a piece of software. So it's like, whatever, bro, I'm going home. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll have the developer up your asset around the corner for a very long time. You know, like uh, these, these people invest in millions, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. like it's everything, every, every, everything that you do incorrectly costs them tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and it could be. It could be something that you literally just you exported the like you you emailed the wrong file, you know like oh. it, it's that simple you know to fuck up everything. So you got to be on your shit, and um, yeah, that attention to details is really important. I know it's it's yeah, yeah. just hearing it, dude. I'm just yeah. like, dude, like, that's why I'm tweaking twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the schedule is basically like you know I work there. Uh, I, I trimmed it down to three four days a week okay. before I was doing basically full time stuff, um, which is completely unhealthy <laughs> yeah, for everyone involved uh so three four day uh three four uh three four uh days a week basically get to the office around like nine or so um leave there at like four um right right when i get there my boss will call me usually uh we, we work in a, um uh a co-working space so okay. we don't actually have a full office but yeah. we have like a pretty like he actually designed the the co-working space so it's kind of cool to be inside of a building yeah. that was already designed by him like uh so we have like a little section of it that's kind of like blocked off from other people. And, you know, he'll call me right when I get in and tell me like the day, all the shit that needs to be done. Um, you know, in two hours that could change quickly. I mean, he's just as erratic as anyone else, you know, like he's, he's like, uh, he's not 40. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to like put his name out there or yeah. anything, but like he's a fucking genius. He's yeah. GSD, like Harvard GSD graduate. Um, like he's got his shit. Like he, you know, obviously worked on, on this building and several other things. Uh, so he knows what he's doing and shit, but like he can get just as overwhelmed as anyone else. So like, Sometimes he'll we'll we'll try to work it out and like if I fuck up he'll get pissed but then like at the end of the day you know that like it's all good because it's it. that's the game you play you yeah uh, so basically yeah work work uh work till then then you know fly over to school as fast as possible try to get all my homework done for like the class because and homework here is different you know yep. it's not like a, you're writing an assignment this is my idea you know you're going to school to show your ideas and like like you know you have to design a building that's mine you know instead yeah. of theirs so <clears throat> I want to make it good I want to do everything you know the way I can. The best I can. So, uh, you know, work till, you know, uh, leave there around three, four, usually classes at six till 10. Yeah. Um, okay. So pump out as much as I can in those two hours, just like, you know, chug a, a triple espresso and go in <laughs> yeah. a print, um, you know, get redlined, have the, the instructor be like, okay, this, this isn't right. This is good. This works. This doesn't blah, 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 make all the adjustments. And then maybe, uh, work on it some more till like 10, uh, 10 30, 11, 12 PM. 
try to go home and then work on this till like two, three in the morning uh, with design work. Or like if I have orders that need to be fulfilled, usually I'll just bring, bring them to the um, post office in the morning uh, and then do it again. You yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's kind of the kind of it's actually tiring just to say that. Yeah. Like, out loud. It's a lot. <laughs> like, it, it, and while I'm, I'm very I'm against the whole hustle porn thing uh-huh. uh, of like telling people to do that. But if you are going to if you find yourself uh, doing something like that, I'm 36. Do it in your 20s. Like if you're going to do this, do it while you're young, because uh, literally your body just won't be able to make those types of adjustments. Yeah. But also, you'll find out what you can. Like I've worked a lot of jobs. I know, okay, not doing this type of industry. Like mm-hmm. I, I found out what kind of schedules worked out for me. All that was figured out in my 20s. I did everything from warehouse stuff to door to door sales to whatever. So by the time I was late 20s, I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand what's important to me, what I like, what I'm willing to br- yeah. uh, break my back for, and what I'm not willing to break my back for. So it made everything that much easier for now. Those. Answering those questions about yourself, I find are the one of like the most pivotal things in being successful in anything. Like if you can make your decision, like if you know yourself well enough to like be like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Like it's not going to be worth it. Or yeah, if I do that, then maybe that will result in me being in a position to make more money or or more whatever this way. Then you're good, you know. Like so, I think decision making uh, quickly and no, and and knowing yourself in the process is like really important with just workflow. In totality, you know. What is your <clears throat> biggest win with Parthole? Was it my biggest win? Yeah, oh, or you just like this is yeah. You know, cosigns from like cool websites like that I used to look at as a kid are really dope. And like, yeah, the first time it ever happened to me it was super cool to just say like I can turn my mom's backyard into like a, a potential gallery. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that's cool. Um, but I've, I've had two two pop ups in Boston that were like really fucking cool. And it wasn't even just generally like the numbers resulted from it, which were which were good and better than I expected. But uh, the last one we did was like this collage workshop. So basically, I got a bunch of tees, <clears throat> uh, made a bunch of graphics, and put them on on paper. So basically, like we have a heat press that you just heat press the graphics onto. So I had like a selection of ones people could choose from, heat press lined up, and then a bunch of scissors and uh, knives and like uh, cutting mats and shit. So people could like cut up their graphic the way they wanted to, and then would press it and keep pressing until we we get the graphic they want. And everyone has their own one of one, like my version of or their version of my work, yeah. you know. So like the the shit that was coming out of there was sick, you know. It's like all right, these are paintings I like, so I'm gonna get a bunch of graphics for them. People are cutting them up and like laying them out the way they want to, and they have now their own t shirt there that's from my brand that exists only because of them, you know. <clears throat> They're a part of the design process. <clears throat> so we did that pop up. It was the collage workshop, and uh, there was a party there too. We had like some some of my boys that DJ and shit. Um, throw a party which is cool yeah. i think we, we ran the numbers it's maybe like a couple hundred people that showed up at the end of the day yeah. it was like really hectic and crazy we also built like the all, all the all the tables that uh we had all the collage stuff on my, i built with my friends from school nice um, yeah one of my boys actually works uh at the at the firm that i was telling you about before that i had that uh, the guy I featured in the magazine yeah he's he now is like the shop the guy who runs the shop down there who i, I went to architecture school with him so it's like everything kind of comes full circle right so he he's like um, amazing with like furniture uh design and things like that so we're like i'll have an idea and we'll run it back and forth and he'll end up coming through with all like the heavy saws and shit we'll just start cutting up wood you know design the space a little bit laid out everything and then you know just started slinging tees that people can like create their own part of you know nice. um so that was definitely a big win because seeing the shit that was coming out of there was like damn no one else can make like can replicate this right. moment you know and i think that was really special so everyone i talk to it's generally about this business because maybe it means something very special to them at the time with you i think it's more than that uh it's 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 the beast of design so where do you see yourself leaning is part holes something 
that you'll do for a little bit. And you go, look, what's your grand scheme? Yeah, like, I yeah. feel like there's something in here that where you're like, yo, this is fine for right now. But there's something going on where that's going to be where I make my mark. Yeah, you know, that's that's a good question. This is where I always go if if no one allows me in the door, you know? Yeah, this okay, is, this okay. Is, this is my, like, okay, if you're not going to let me work for your thing that's, like, bigger than mine at the moment, then fuck you. I'll just do it myself. Like, that's always been my thing. Like, if any time a door is closing in my face, I'm just going to do it. 10 times harder for myself anyway. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? okay. Like yeah. you can't fuck with me. Yeah. Um, so this will always be here no matter what. I, like it's always a place I can turn, uh, you know, whenever I'm like, all right, I feel it, it's an expression for me. Like these tones, these, these like, t like this is um this sort of like rust texture that I saw, you know, like <clears throat> um, at uh, the steel mill near my house. Okay. You know? Okay. I was walking around yeah. the steel mill. I was like, damn, these rust, these rusty reds are like sick. So like I'll, try to replicate that as best I can with whatever, you know, shit I can kind of find. Like this was original tea was like this color. Yeah. Um, and this is like, uh, oxidized bleached fucking, uh, dyed several times and like, you know, distressed a little bit to get this tone, you know? Oh my God, yeah. Uh, and then I'll bring that over like near the rusty thing and I'll be like, okay, did that do what I wanted it to do? Okay. Yeah. Word done. You know, this is, this is now an object of art almost, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But, no, no, no. But, uh, no. Um, yeah, so this is kind of something that I'll always be able to turn to. And, and if I feel something in a space, if I am if I need to express something, this is where I can turn and, like, put it out there in the world. And and then maybe if someone is invested in it, like, they'll they'll have their own version of it, too. You know, they can buy it. Um, Will you be building buildings? Like, is that where this is? Are you are yeah. you going to make something we're yeah. going to see for the next 70 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am, for sure. I just want to make the right <laughs> one. You know, like, this is, this for me, this is just as much of a, as a, as a drawing uh, part of the drawing board as like some of the drawings I do at work, you know, yeah. or, or did at work that I quit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely want to do buildings and architecture has this amazing thing that it, it is about human beings, you know, yeah. it is for humans. And, and I, like the scale of a building is just as um, specific to the human body as like a t-shirt is, you know, yeah, for sure. Every doorway, every, every, every door handle you touch is like made for your hand to, to do that thing, you know? So it's the same shit just on yeah. a, on a different scale, different material. So I will be building buildings. Um, I told you I had that little like set design thing in, in my mind that I kind of want to do also. Like I, I love part of the pop-up thing that was great was we had a space, like we made our own space. Yeah. This, was, this was the closest thing to a, a part hole building or a part hole space you could ever be in, you know, in that moment it's temporary it gets taken down but hopefully like we can keep doing those little like pop-up things where like i'll get an open plan and then i'll have a couple other people that i like that design based on the sort of principles of this thing we can now make space with these ideas yeah. you know that's kind of where i want to take part whole specifically my personal goals are also like definitely like large-scale architecture uh down the road yeah where i feel it's more necessary and i think set like set design is a really interesting place where it's like large scale enough um but it's not, te it's temporary enough also, you know? So yeah. uh, that's kind of where I'm trying to get into that space now before I graduate to the big building, you know? <laughs> nice. Well, I know this is gonna sound super cheesy, but I, I just wanna get, see if I can get one nugget for people who are watching or listening or trying to create. What's one little tidbit of advice you can give to someone who's trying to do their own, specifically design, let's say architecture, clothing. What's just one nugget that you've, you know, one thing you see recurring that you're like, yo, try to watch out for this or try to do this. Um, I think work, work comes from work, you know, um, people, people, especially in design school, like work their asses off. And like, I also like the, I think you, like you said, the, the, uh, hustle porn or whatever is yeah. kind of whack. But, um, if, 
if you do good work, the only reward to come from good work is more work. You know, like yeah, that's yeah. literally, it. you know, yeah. so like it, you have to just do what you truly feel like a part of what you love, what, what is really an extension of yourself. Yeah. Like this is this says words I can't, you know, like like things I can't say out of my mouth, like my 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 artwork, my my work says it for me instead. You know, uh, everything is based in a philosophy of of that, you know. So I think um, <clears throat> work comes from work. Keep your head down. Grind. Um, try to try to at least have a, a don't just grind for nothing. Though, right. You know, like like you can really find yourself in a wormhole of like just designing forever and never ending up anywhere because you don't have that goal in mind in the first place. So try to understand you like what you're trying to do and then do that as best as possible. You know. Nice man. Well, yeah. I, I appreciate it, man. Where can where where can people find you? Your brand. Okay. The stuff you do. <clears throat> yep. Let's get um, some links. Oof. All right. So IG is uh, uh at part underscore hole. Um, P A R T underscore W H O L E. Um, hit me up on there. DM me. Like I'm always there. I, I answer all DMs no matter what. Nice. Uh, even if it's like your artwork, your music. Like if you send me links to songs, people do this shit all the time because <clears throat> like I have like rappers and shit that follow yeah. me. They'll be like, oh, can you send this to whoever? And I'll be like, I won't send it unless it's like, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Maybe I will, but you know, send me shit. I love to. I love to see people doing doing things, no matter what it is. I love. I love people that just go out there and fucking do it. Um. So hit me on IG. Uh, my email is steven uh, at parthole.co. Um, obviously, I'll, on the Instagram, just hit me up on Insta. That's kind of the way. But uh, I, I answer, I try to make an effort, like a real effort to answer everything that comes at me. So, nice, dude. Uh, well, Steve, this was awesome, bro. Right, this is and, and motivating. I'm sure everyone so. can see this, can believe this. Man, we got we got big things coming. Yeah. Um, I, I, now I got to go home. Now I'm feeling some juice to go home and get some <laughs> shit done myself. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. for everyone watching, Moonlighters Club, man, we're on every major podcast network, Spotify, iTunes. You can find all our content on uh, uh, outside of the podcast on our website, moonlightersclub.com. And then uh, our YouTube channel, which will have interview content like this, as well as our showcases that we put together. We got to put something together, man. We got to do an actual real cool event. Absolutely, bro. We, we definitely got to do something. I'm always down. And, you know, anyone anyone that sees this and, like, kind of wants anything, <clears throat> DM me. Say you saw it on Moonlighters. We'll get you a little discount, whatever. Uh, of course. Let's do it up, bro. Joel, I got, you got to send me some sizes, too. All right, man. I'm down. I'm down. So, everyone, thank you for tuning in. We'll have plenty more interviews like this. And until next time, see you later.